0: Hi, welcome to Soul Worthy Love. I am your host, Rensi. Soul Love is your one-stop relationship podcast on everything marriage, dating, and of course, relationships. As we always say, love is safe. If it's not safe, it's not love. Hi, Dr. Elise. Welcome back to another episode.
1: Hello, Rensi. Nice to be with you again.
0: Yes, it's always great to be with you. Now, today's topic, we are talking about cheating again, and listeners, if you haven't heard our episode on cheating, we have an episode all about cheating, so make sure you listen to that one as well. But today, we are talking about emotional cheating. Yes, the big emotion. Yeah, I mean, to start off, what is emotional cheating, and why does it happen? Yeah, cheating for me is never
1: a cause. It's always a symptom. For example, if you drop five pound weight on your foot, you're going to have pain. So is the problem with your foot, or the problem is that you drop a five pound weight on your foot. When there is emotional cheating in the relationship, what happens is that the person you're with or yourself is starting to fantasize about being with somebody else. And to me, that always points towards there's a lack of connection in the heart. And I find emotional cheating happens I'm going to use my famous yin and yans. Those of you who are just listening to the recording, imagine I have my yin and yang in front of you. Those of you who are watching it, you can see it. If the dark side represents challenge and the light side represents support in a relationship, if the person is infatuated, which is seeing everything under rose-colored glasses and, oh my goodness, I'm going to marry this person and I'm going to live happily ever after, it's not real. You're not really loving that person. You're having a relationship with a virtual reality person. So guess what happens? The person on the receiving end ends up feeling, hmm, this person doesn't really see me. It feels off. Like if you've ever had anybody infatuated with you, it feels Unsafe. It feels like the person doesn't really see me. They should say something right now. They're not saying it. It feels like they're not really connected and they're not. So when you are infatuated with someone, when you see them through rose colored glasses because you have a goal and the goals like you're going to get married and have babies or you're going to have financial security or they're going to be able to take care of you or whatever you are infatuated with and you only want to see this. The other person on the receiving end does not feel safe. And then there's a lack of intimacy. There's a lack of true heart connection. And now all of a sudden, someone on the outside starts to look good because they treat you like a real person. They see you. They see your light side and your dark side. So you feel truly loved by them. And then so now you might be tracking towards that person wondering like, why am I being connecting with this person more than the person I'm with right now so it doesn't mean that uh, your relationship is over but it definitely means that you need to do some work and the biggest thing you need to do if you're infatuated with the person if you're listening to this right now you're going Ooh, that might be me so make a list of all the things that you like about your partner and then make a list equal in numbers to the Price you have to pay to have this person in your life. So, even if you can't see any negatives yet, look at all the different areas of your life like the spiritual, social, mental, or knowledge, familial, financial, career physical and your environment. So your environment is you know where you live and things like this so you maybe you're so into this person that you don't clean your place anymore you're not taking care of yourself you're not washing your clothes you're not going to the gym anymore like go find what is the price you're paying to be with this person so you can actually bring back a more balanced perception of this person because there's nobody on planet earth that comes with only a set of pros. We all have pros and cons. You yourself have pros and cons. So the same thing with the person you're with. So for me, that's a really good question. Emotional cheating, what it's all about, to me, it's always a sign that one or both partners are not truly loving. They are infatuated. Because when you're infatuated, you're not seeing the real person. And the person on the receiving end feels it, feels unsafe, doesn't feel like love, and it's challenging.
0: That was great. Thanks, Dr. Lace. And This is a good reminder because as I was listening to you and your many yin and yang signs, I was like, oh my gosh, have I been infatuated with all of my previous relationships? And I think I have, you know, but not this current one. And being on the receiving end of that emotional, like I've experienced both. And I feel like when you're dating at such a young age, like when you're in high school, you don't know what love is, right? You you think that because you have all these emotions that it's love. But like you say, emotions are just illusions. Having date, dating at a young age, it's like, oh, these heavy emotions are coming on. Oh my gosh, I really I love him. Love, quote unquote, love him. Right. And then another guy walks by and you're like, oh, he looks nice. <laughs> so you start chatting with him. And then you're like, oh, but I, I think I'm falling for him. And it's like, this is a red flag, you are kind of toxic, like you're yourself, right? Because you are not doing a your inner work, and you're not allowing the other person to feel safe, right? So again, like Dr. Lee said, it's really when we fantasize about being with someone else, and it's lacking that connection heart to heart connection
1: what i want to add on to that is if you finding yourself emotionally cheating like living integrity enough that you're either going to decide okay we're going to work at this together and we're going to get through this and decide whether or not we want to be together or i'm going to leave the relationship so i can go after the other person but um you heard the expression wherever you go here you are (laughs) i had was this client She plops herself in front of me, and she goes, I am on my fourth divorce. And there's one Constance. Me. (laughs) Because that's what happens. You end up leaving one person, thinking it's going to be much better with the next person. And then you end up, after a few months, going, huh, I'm back in the same boat. It's the same feeling. And then you jump ship again. And then after you do that a few times, you start to realize, hmm. There's a pattern here. There's something I need to learn. And that thing you need to learn is first, you are worthy of love. And second, love is safe. I was talking about this with uh, my staff this morning. And uh, when you're afraid of love, you will always, always either fall fully in infatuation with someone. You're going to see them like this. Because deep down, you know, this person is not into you. So it's kind of safe. You're going to want to do everything for them and they're going to be like aloof and you're going to to think about them all the time and it feels like, wow, I I am in love. But it's like you said, it's not love, it's infatuation because you have chosen a person that you know is not going to reciprocate or you're going to be the one who is allowing someone to hang around you because they're infatuated with you. Or you always find a person who is too busy with work or they're gambling or like too busy uh, traveling and they're never around. So you're going to find a way of not having true love. So if you can, you say, oh, you know, I've never, it's because there's a fear in you. One of the fears is you're unworthy of love, which is an illusion because Each and every one of us is worthy of love because our core essence is love. And the other thing is you're afraid of love when love is the safest thing in the world. And why are most of us afraid of love? Because when we were growing up, often our parents did not know about love themselves. And we were watching this and we went, hmm, this is too scary. I'm not going to do this. So we make a grand promise. We swear for the rest of our lives that we are never, ever, ever going to do this because it's too dangerous. So our head says to us, our subconscious mind says to us, I'm not going to go for a relationship, but our heart wants to love. So we have this push and pull within ourselves. It's constantly fighting. So we will go for a relationship because our heart wants to love and be loved, but our head's going, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. So that's why it never works out. And that's why you end up with someone who, oh, quote, emotionally cheats on you, or you start being attracted to someone else as soon as your partner starts to be interested in you. That's another way that people do emotional cheating. All of a sudden, it becomes, oh, too scary. My partner and I are actually, it's starting to feel really good. Wow. Maybe this is too scary. Maybe I gotta go now. <laughs> or this is what I see often. People will either have a great open heart, you know, best friend relationship, or they will have great sex. Because great sex with someone who's not into you is quote, quote, safe. But if you are open in your heart, and you also have a great sexual connection, whoa, that is scary. That is scary. Because I can lose myself in this relationship. What if I love them with all my heart open? And on top of that, we have this amazing sexual connection. If they leave me, it's going to hurt too much. So often sexuality goes down. So the only way, those of you listening right now, the only way you're going to have both in your life, a great heart connection and a good sexual connection to have both, is you need to be independent within yourself not look to your partner to make you happy so those of you can see me right now and those of you are listening imagine two circles your index fingers to your thumb so now if you want to have great sex life and a best friend what you need to make sure is that the circles by you know the two hands intersect because otherwise if you don't have any you know boundaries within yourself You have two circles on top of each other. This is not allowed to happen. So it always ends up in a fight. So you do this a few times, especially when you're younger, you go from total infatuation, spending and wanting to spend all your time with them to having a big fight. And then you have makeup sex, that's really good. And then you fight again. And then after a while you realize the only way to have a sustainable relationship is if, if you are in charge of your happiness and your partner is in charge of their happiness, And then you share a bond and that bond is solid. So uh, I find that often is people are afraid of committing to a relationship because what if I chosen the wrong person? What if there's someone better for me? Which can go into, again, emotional cheating. And that's why the, the happy relationship checklist is so, so, so very important because once you look at all of this, like, does this person want to be with me? Do they have a good heart? Are they my best friend? Do we share similar core values? Because you can be really good friends with someone, but you don't share similar core values. That's okay when you don't live under the same roof, but when you live under the same roof, it becomes a lot more challenging to live with someone who doesn't have the same core values. And number four, someone understands that all relationships are gonna face challenge, but through facing the challenges together, that's how you grow more in love. And the fifth one is a good sexual connection. So if you are always wondering, is there someone better? That's because you have not committed to your relationship. So if everything in your checklist is there, then it's about commitment. It's about the commitment to making it work. It's like, if you're a parent and you have a child, your child is not gonna do everything you want them to do. And you're gonna have challenges with your children. But you committed, it's your child. So you got to make it work because you love your child. It's the same thing for a relationship. Once you have the basic traits and connection in place, after that, it's committing to making it work that will make it work. Because otherwise, you can cheat and do all kinds of stuff. Like, it's so easy to just check out. But when you're doing this, you're cheating yourself. Truly, you're cheating your heart.
0: I really like what you said, Dr. Lise, about the only person that you're treating is basically yourself, right? Because if you are not in tune with your emotions and your heart and just everything that you want, it's so easy to just go with the next person that comes by. This is not, you know, when 500 people walk by and you're like, this one's nice. Let me move on to this one after. This is not a game of just seeing how many people you can date in your lifetime. Right. And when you mentioned the heart and the mind, it's like this polarity, your heart wants you to love at its very core, but your heart, but your mind is like you know, let me do this. Let me do something else. So it's always this constant battle that I find. And especially during relationships, when it's starting out, there's this honeymoon phase and I'm using quotes again. Right. And a lot of the times I find that it's people want to stay in that honeymoon phase basically forever. And once they're out of it, they're like, um, let me find someone else who can maybe give me what I'm missing again because it's just that phase where it's so sweet and loving. But like Dr. Lee said, if you only look at the good side of things and you basically ignore the challenges, that's not how relationship it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, it's not love. Exactly. We call that serial monogamous. And serial monogamous are addicted to the higher infatuation. They have confused infatuation. And Usually that happens when you're younger. And I guess you can, there's nothing wrong with any of these things as long as everybody's learning. But I can guarantee you, after you're a serial monogamous for a few years, you go, you know what? That's empty. I don't feel really connected to this person. I want real love. It's not going to be satisfying. Infatuation, which is a drug, it's been said that When you're infatuated, the serotonin levels and the high that you get is even more addictive than heroin. So people end up really wanting to feel this big high, but equal and opposite, you're just going to get the depression that comes afterwards. So again, close your eyes right now and think of a person that you really love, like either your mom, your dad, your kid, or someone in your life that you really love that's not your romantic partner. And feel what it feels like. Scan your body and check in your chest. Is it quiet or is it so intense it hurts? And you will see that the person you truly love, it's quiet inside. When it's so intense that it hurts, that's not love. That's infatuation. And I heard a quote, I was listening to this book on uh, online from the library. I love listening while I'm cross-country skiing. And this quote saying that, I wanted him so much. He was was the object of all my desire and all my wants, and at the same time, the source of all my self-loathing. And I thought, wow, that's such a good description of what it feels like when you're infatuated. There's a part of you that really, really wants this person at all costs. Intense object of your desire. And at the same time, there's a self loading that comes on top. Huh, that's really interesting. When we're infatuated, there's a part of us that doesn't love who we are. We're putting this person on the pedestal, and we need to have them at all costs. So when we're doing that, there's a part of us that knows that we are not respecting who we are by being with this person. I think, again, that description of infatuation is so cool because... Yeah, the person is so intensely attractive to us, and we so want them. But at the same time, what it does is it creates self-loathing. That is the price to pay for infatuation.
0: Yes, Dr. Lise, that was a great description. That's a really good quote, too. Accurately describes what infatuation is. At the end of the day, it's so important, everyone, to download the Happy Relationship Checklist. Because it is this one resource that will truly transform your relationship. And it's good to just do it together too. You know, check it off and see, hey, this is what our core values are. Do we have a good sexual connection? You know, is this okay? So do it together. Do it individually as well and see where you guys align. But again, don't get in your head about this virtual reality that you're having. Because it is all fake. It is. Not true. You need to have a heart to heart connection with yourself first and to the person that you are with. So, Dr. Leeds, do you have any last comments before we close?
1: I really want to anchor and everybody listening to us right now that in the midst of any situation, let's say you feel your partner is emotionally cheating on you or you're emotionally cheating on your partner, you take a deep breath and then you go, okay. Since I'm worthy of love, what's really going on right now? Because once you come from that center, once you take emotions away, because remember, emotions are guides to show you where you have the illusion of being unworthy of love. Once you start with since I'm worthy of love, what's going on? Then you can have a a clear idea. You can be empowered. You can decide from a place of self-worth what is your next step.
0: That sounds good. That is some great advice, everyone. So thank you again, Dr. Lise. It's great having you here. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Soulworthy Love. We have new episodes every Tuesday.